Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome to Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Phil and I are here to talk about the EARN Act. The uh, EARN Act. They what is that? Right? Acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So we've got this article breakdown, uh, an opinion on the EARN Act. It's a recent article in The Hill. Uh, that paints the EARN Act, which is enhancing American retirement now. Again, I don't want that job, czar of acronyms. I, I don't know czar who, of acronyms. I don't know right. who has that job, but... I wonder uh, how anyway. much they make. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Uh, it's the Senate's version, Phil, of the SECURE Act, I guess. Right. 2. SECURE 0. Act 2, yep, 2.0, yeah. yeah. Uh, round 2. Yeah, round 2. It, it's kind of in a negative light here as a primary tool to give a tax break to rich Americans. Uh, in a way that ultimately adds to the national deficit and only circumvents problems instead of solving them. So anyway, thought of it, you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff going on. We got a lot of upheaval yet again. Uh, so I thought it'd be interesting to kind of talk about this topic a little bit. We'll break down uh, some of the stuff. We'll link the article uh, into the show notes uh, sure. and all that good kind of stuff. So we'll kind of, you know, move our way through it. So the main focus of the EARN Act is pushing the RMDs back to 75. That's the first thing I wanted to to, to talk through. Uh, we know it right. went to 72, right, from the, uh, from the SECURE Act. From the SECURE so, Act, yep. Yeah, so it's going to go to 75. So as a, you know, as a planner uh, and, and somebody who does this every day, three extra years of tax-free growth, I mean, at first that sounds pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, how do you think people are going to respond to this? What's your thoughts about responding to this? Do you see it as being uh, beneficial? Yeah, I mean, it, in our scenario, I think it'd be significantly beneficial for the clients we work with because we do a lot of conversions. Okay. All right. You know, and, and not that you can't do conversions after required minimum dis distribution start, that RMD age. Right. But the more we can do before that happens, the lower we can get the account balance and therefore future RMDs. Okay. You know, and if you're forced to take a required minimum distribution, you're not able to do a Roth conversion with that money. If, if the IRS forces you to take it out, you can do one of two things. You either spend it, or if you don't, after paying taxes, you save it. And the right. save, that money that gets saved has to go into what's called a, a taxable or a non-qualified type of an investment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the future interest, dividends, capital gains on that money are then taxed. Gotcha. So, so yeah, from our standpoint, the clients we work with, um, <clears throat> I see it as being beneficial. It would, it would give us another three years, you know, that we could push out. Right. Um, and do uh, a larger RMD or, I mean, a larger conversion because we're not having to take into account yeah. an RMD as income in that year. So. so the negative pushback is that many Americans have to start accessing accounts before they get to this age right? Uh, because of <clears throat> proper improper planning or whatever the case is. And so it kind of adds to that narrative that it's really another effect. It's another thing for the wealthy only. I don't know. It's. I feel kind of that's kind of a mixed slate there a little bit. What yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it it definitely will benefit them more than it would sure. somebody that hasn't accumulated um, as much, right? right? I mean, if right. if you don't have um, more than enough saved, mm -hmm. right? If if you're just going to kind of squeak by in retirement, um, yeah, this is not going to benefit you because chances are, to to the article's point, you're probably going to be accessing those accounts much sooner great, than greater than the RMD amount even yeah. and much sooner than, yeah. than 75 anyways. Yeah. 
Well, did yeah. it did it hurt them? No, I mean it didn't really. Yeah, I, I guess it's them just, at all. It's, it's, it's a useful just, tool. Yeah. So yeah, if it's not, yeah, I think we just sometimes we just look for reasons to complain um, in places. Yeah, where we just, we yeah I mean that, exactly. That seems if to be anything, the, the it's media. like the government's just delaying how long before they get the money. Now, granted, the money right. the money they're getting is now greater. I guess that's the point, right? So when they collect the tax revenue, it could be higher accounts, which means more tax revenue. Oh, but they absolutely. are delaying giving it or getting it. So yeah, and I'm assuming with this version, they won't update the RMB tables. I mean, the last time around the Secure okay. Act, when they put that through, <clears throat> they actually updated the tables. Now they take it out, I think it's to 120 or something. I mean, it's a, it goes forever. Yeah. You know, way beyond what most people are going to live. Right. Yeah. Uh, 140. You know, it, yeah. it used to go to, to 100, you know, so I mean, yeah. it, it extended or 105. It extended it out quite a ways. Um, so I don't think they're going to do that again, but, you know, they'll probably just move the start point down to 75, you know, and what the percentage is at 75 or actually how it works. It's a, an RMD factor, so to speak, they call it a life expectancy. So it's a, a factor that you divide the account balance by right. to come up with what you have to take. So that factor is going to be lower because life expectancy is still now shorter mm. um, from and that so point forward. Sooner, so you right. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a bigger number at 75 than what it would have been at 75 had you started at 72. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So and again, this this article paints this article. I, I'm not familiar with the hill, so I'm not yeah, going yeah, to bash. But, but it, it it appears to be a little slanted in making everything. You know, you know, people would have some money bad. You know, kind right, of thing. Right. Uh, yeah. Like the next one. Like it's like it, it it says the bill throws another bone to rich taxpayers with the additional ten thousand dollars in savings allowed between the ages of sixty and sixty three. You know, sure. we talk many times about the different time periods, and we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Uh, being able to add more money when we get over 50, uh, we can start putting some more money away. This right. is kind of another component of that where it gives you a, a three-year window to sock a little bit more away for your sure. retirement years. I mean, I don't know, see where that's necessarily a bad thing just because some Americans can't afford to do it, is their quote. Right, exactly. So again, for those that are trying to save and can save right. more for retirement, absolutely, it's going to benefit them. You know, and the whole idea with that catch up, and this is kind of a boost to the catch up is, uh, right, yeah. you know, earlier stages, you've got more expenses, right? You've got kids that are maybe still in, right. in high school, in college, you know, so now that you're at this later stage of your life, a lot of those expenses might have been alleviated or paid. Right. So now you're at a stage in probably a higher point in, in your salary career, you can afford to put more away. So it's a way of catching up. I mean, so yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of their intention here. I, I, I think so too. Yeah. And, and I know yeah, we talked about ketchup contributions, right? Maybe you had kids later in life. You can start these at ketchup contributions at 50, but right. maybe it's 53 or four or five before you've got all that stuff off your table. So this does mm -hmm. just kind of give you a couple extra years to throw some extra, you know, ducats in there. Right. And this is even later than that. So this doesn't right. start yeah. till 60 and it's only for three years. So again, it's not a huge, it's 30,000. You know, yeah, right. Exactly. So I mean, something, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. If you, you know, if they if put you it can through it. and you can do it, then do it. You yeah, know, we've and, got to this place where we penalize people for being able to do something and, and or villainize them because they yeah. can do something and someone else can't. I mean, that's yes. just life in general. Like I can't pole vault, but I'm not going to, you know, 
<laughs> but I'm not going to demonize pole vaulters. You know, it's it's a very strange concept that that we find ourselves in uh, recently, yeah. where everything is you know if it if it doesn't work for everyone, it's automatically bad, and I just don't understand that philosophy. I I, I don't either, especially in America. I mean, it's yeah everyone wants to come to America because it's the, the that land of opportunity where if you want to put the effort in and yeah. do it, you can do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's really nothing holding you back. Uh, the article yeah. also takes a very negative view of Roth IRAs. Uh, obviously last couple of years, several years, people have been Roth converting like crazy or oh, putting yeah. money into Roth. Yeah. Uh, and it includes a quote from a senior, uh, a senior fellow named Stephen Rosenthal at the Tax Policy Center, a little bit of a left-leaning, uh, left-leaning Washington think tank, mm-hmm. saying, "I've seen every gimmick in the book, and Roth IRAs are the worst." Uh, very, it's a very interesting take. I, I'm trying to figure uh, out where the negative yeah. is on this. We have a few tools that we're taught to use, right? We're taught mm-hmm. to put money in the 401k or yep. traditional IRA. So then they come along with the the Roth. In the 90s, I think, Phil, right? Yeah. When it started. Yeah, early 90s, they started. And, yeah, yeah, you can pay the taxes now mm-hmm. and get the tax. I, I'm just trying to figure out where, the again, the demonization is. It's all about education and understanding and choice, right? You, you get to pay taxes now or later. And, that, and that's really what it comes down to. It's pay me now or pay me later. You get to pick. That's a good thing. So I don't, I, yeah, again, I, that's good. I, don't, yeah. I don't understand why it's bad. Right. Unless, again, it's typically something that, the, I don't want to call, call them wealthy because I mean, the ultra wealthy, they're, you know, they're probably not even looking at Ross or other vehicles. Well, there's a, use. there's a wage limit, right? I mean, there's the limit. Well, yeah. When you get to contributions and there's, yeah, yeah exactly. Earning limits, you know, so, um, yeah, I, I don't quite understand the whole it seems like demonization Roth. of the Roth. I mean, it's, it, to yeah. me, it's a great tool and it fits more people, people should be taking advantage of. Absolutely. Especially. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, those lower income, it, it might make sense for them it's a great know, to tool. Yeah. contribute to that versus a traditional or at least accommodation, right? Because you then have some balance of, you know, um, different types of accounts, taxable, yeah. tax deferred, tax free, right? You know, it's important to have some in each just so you've got some choices and options and better control in retirement. So and we yeah. try to keep this show fairly neutral. We don't try to lean left or right. We try to just talk right. about the things that are and then how do we use those things that are, right? Because right. we often talk about the things we can't control and the things we can control. We can't control what the government, you know, what policies they put in place. So exactly. then we have to utilize those. And the Roth seems like a good tool. I mean, I, I mean, people have been converting like crazy mm-hmm. over the last several years, right? Taking oh, yeah, it to the lower tax bracket. We've been doing conversions for years with our clients, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's become kind of mainstream, you know, more um, people have caught on to that concept. Right. Right. In the last probably three years. So, yeah. But I mean, it, again, the, the villainization of it, um, I, I don't understand where he's coming from. And in fact, I'd, I'd be kind of curious to look at each of those gentlemen's finances and see, do they have Roth? Right. <laughs> or, or do they make too much? Yeah. It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing, but you yeah. know, don't pay attention to where my money's at. So right. or, or do well, they have all... other tax-free type of investments? Yeah, I mean, that, at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's a, it's a tax-free type of an investment from a growth yeah. standpoint. So, you know, could you make the argument that you're paying the uh, taxes now? You go do a Roth, mm-hmm. you're paying the taxes now. That's the point, right, folks? Right. Um, that you could make the argument that 
yes, one day in the future, the government changes the rules. And now when you take the money out of that Roth IRA account, they're going to tax you again. Could they? Absolutely. Um, They can change the rules of the, of the, of the, of the game. Right. So it is definitely possible, but as it stands, it's a good option for, you know, taking advantage of the tax brackets you're in now, because we do feel as though most people feel, I think, uh, rational people feel as though taxes will be higher Tax, in the future. I mean, at some point, I think they're going to go up. So, yeah. and to the point of changing the rules, I mean, could they do that? Absolutely. I mean, it's you know, they're the, I call them the eight hundred pound gorilla, right? They can do right. what they want. They can do what they you want. You know, not the IRS, but you know, Congress. You get an administration to set it together. I mean, they can come through and push a law through to change whatever, as long as it passes both houses. So, right. But you you have to look back historically. Have they ever done that? And the answer is no. You know, they, they've never gone back on something that was originally in place that now have they changed the rules? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. typically when they do that, there's a kind of a bright line drawn and anyone in prior to that is grandfathered in. Right. You know, here's the rules for those people. This is the new rules. A great example is they changed the rules on inherited IRAs, you know, so. Right. Now people that are inheriting IRAs um, have to take everything out in 10 years. Typically there's some exceptions, you know, when they did that though, everyone that had inherited an IRA prior to that year didn't have to change. They still get the old rules, but could they change it? Absolutely. Absolutely, I I fully expect at some point um, they're going to change the rules, maybe dramatically on Roth. They might close the door completely and, you know, say you can't do conversions, you know, or put income limits even on conversions. And that's not a new concept that was in there originally, where if your income was above a certain level, you couldn't even do conversions. Personally, I think a Roth is a great tool today. Right. Under the laws we have today, take advantage of it because I don't expect it to be there in this form and how we can use it today for long. Oh, that's interesting. I think they're going to change it. I mean, yeah. at some point they're, they need tax revenue today. So this is one of the ways of doing that. But yeah, it, I guess at the end of the day, the earn act, uh, you know, <laughs> is something that uh, may, may affect you. Uh, so if it does, and you have some questions around that, about how it may affect your retirement strategy or yep. retirement planning, definitely talk with your advisor about it. Reach out to Phil, stop by the website, stop by and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you like, uh, give him a jingle, reach out to him. Whatever the case might be, you can find all that information at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com or call him at 248-888-7530 if you need to reach out to him and get started that way as well. If you've got some questions about RMDs being delayed and all that kind of stuff that we've talked about. Phil, thanks for diving into this with me a little bit. Uh, I think we kept it fairly middle of the road, but I appreciate it. We try to. You know, and again, just to remind everyone quickly, this isn't past, right? This is still discussion. Thank you. you know, this is this is one side coming back and saying, well, we don't like what you've done. Here's our proposal. Yeah. It went it, through it, it, the it, house, it, I think, pretty massively. Right. You know, right. so I mean, at some point, some version of this is going to make it through. True. And personally, I don't pay much attention to this back and forth stuff because it doesn't matter anyway. There's nothing we can do to influence it. Let's let it let them work all the details out. At the end of it, we'll find out what happened. That's when it matters. Exactly. At this stage, it's just a lot of discussion. It's a lot of discussion. There you go. So thanks for hanging out with us, folks. We appreciate your time on Phil's tax hacks and other retirement facts. And uh, if it passes through in a different form, we'll talk about it then. We'll see you next time here on the podcast. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. 
The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.